0: Welcome to the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast, a podcast where we're seeking to lead change while also seeking to understand. We are also a platform here to bring leaders together to empower other leaders to in the areas of business, family, faith, and community. I am your host, Lafayette Lane, joined by my co-host, John Lebron. We are excited to bring you another episode here at the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. Before we get any further, we definitely want to start off by saying thank you to all of our supporters in yes. our various spaces um, on social media uh, from youtube to facebook to instagram uh even linkedin uh, we are growing really well there on that platform as well um, those of you that are wondering where you can subscribe or find us on youtube those of you that are watching you can see that ticker on the bottom of your screen uh, our channel there is unscripted authentic leadership hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, leave us a review. It helps us get uh, the algorithm gets help us get noticed and it helps us get put in front of a larger audience so we can continue to grow this thing. Those of you that want to follow us there on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on our Facebook page, unscripted, authentic leadership. You can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at unscripted leadership and our LinkedIn is Unscripted Authentic Leadership. Those of you that may not watch the podcast, but you're in your car, you got your AirPods in at the gym, you get your office listening. You can find us on any streaming platform from Apple to Spotify, to Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so many others that you can find podcasts on, you can type in Unscripted Authentic Leadership. You'll see our logo right there above. That'll let you know. You can check out our episodes there. Leave us a review there. Tell somebody about the Unscripted Authentic Leadership podcast. We'll be grateful for that. You can also check us out on our website, unscripted-leadership.com. That's unscripted-leadership.com, where you can find out that we are a platform, not just a podcast, But we are a platform helping and empowering other leaders, like I said, in the areas of family, faith, business and community. You can connect with us there if you're interested in being on the podcast or interested in uh, partnering with us and other ventures there that we are doing and things that we have coming up there. You can find it on the website. We are so excited about that. We are here, man, for another week. Before we get into the topic, definitely got to check in on our guy, John see how he's
1: doing how's it going man i'm so good and i'd like to you mentioned something that i just want to say real quick to everybody um you said uh check out the uh the website for um some of the projects we have going on so quick plug anybody if you are somebody who specializes in something um uh maybe you have a a a unique or really a great way to teach somebody How to do something, maybe it's social media marketing, maybe it's um, anything that you're good at that you think would be beneficial to have a class for somebody else and you could uh, that they could learn from a digital class. um, We would be interested in talking to you. And so, um, just a quick plug for that it doesn't have to be anything specific, it's just um, sort of a master class, if you will. Um, If you have something like that and that's you, you're good at real estate, you're great at marketing, you're great at whatever, um, you know, send us send us a uh, just ping us and let's let's chat about it because we would love to um, uh, work with you on a couple of things. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can. Reach us there, like I said, on the uh, website, as John said, or you can email us there, unscriptedleadership at gmail.com. You can DM us on any of our social media platforms. Myself or John will get back with you. We would love to uh, connect and have that engagement and move forward the partnership. Man, let's get into the the topic, man. And, uh, yes, we excited. Yeah, me too. We, we talked about um, developing self-respect last week. I went back, I always go back and listen to all of our episodes, but I listened to them a couple times. And um, I think I can speak for John as well. When I say this, we're not just here trying to inspire, motivate you all as leaders, but this is also for us. We're mm-hmm. learning, we're growing with each episode. And so when we say certain things and give it to, your audience, to the audience, we're being blessed as well. We're growing right with you. And that's one of the things that I love. About unscripted authentic leadership. It's all uh, not about big eyes and little U's, but we're all just trying to be the best that we are, you know, possibly can be. Big and this eyes week, and
1: little U's. Yeah, yeah. Love uh, it.
0: <laughs> and so uh, this week, I want to talk about leading from the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excited about this. This really, studying this week uh, on this topic, it really has blessed me. And I feel like this is going to be another one that. Uh, our audience is really going to enjoy. Um, Leading from the middle. In other words, non-positional leadership, non-positional leadership. We live by a mantra here on Unscripted Authentic Leadership that says everyone is a leader. Everyone is a leader. I want to talk about those leaders that necessarily don't have a title. And so you may not be a manager. You may not be a CEO. You may not be a market developing coach. You may not be an entrepreneur and have a title on your office door. You may not have a corporate title at your job. You may feel that because you don't have a title, you don't have a position, two different things. And so we wanna talk about those of you that are in that position of I'm not at the top, I'm not at the bottom, but I'm in the middle. Non-positional leadership entails taking the responsibility for the way things can go. For example, a person uh, in the group who may not be the leader, but they take initiative. They're a person who's ready to volunteer first, a person who takes action instead of waiting for those with leadership roles. And I think that is so important that we emphasize that because just because you don't have a title does not mean you don't have a position or a place. It does not take you having the title as the titles I just mentioned for you to take the initiative to step up to the plate. I would I would suggest that many leaders that we see that have titles, many leaders that we see um, that are heads of corporations or businesses. It all started from them taking that initiative from a middle place. And when I think about the middle, I was thinking about this today, the middle of anything I think is the glue. You know, it's not you just don't start and finish a thing. You have that in between. You have that middle. And if you don't have a middle part, you don't have something that holds the thing together. And so if you don't have uh, the janitors who may people may deem that they think they are insignificant or even I was thinking the water boy on the football team. Uh, people don't think that because he's not the head coach, he's not the defensive back coach, he's not the offensive coordinator, he's not the defensive coordinator. He just goes and gives the player water. He just goes and gives the players Gatorade. He just goes and gives the player towels and people may think that he's insignificant, but the reality is our players would be dehydrated, which would lead them to injuries, but which which would lead them to cramping up if you didn't have the middle man. If you didn't have the janitor that kept the floors clean and and cleaned the offices after hours um, who people may think he's insignificant or he's in a non positional leadership role or he's in a role or she's in a role that's not really contributing to the overall success of the company or the overall success of the ministry, the overall success of even your family, you may feel even as a child, as a leader, that you may not have anything to contribute or to add value to. That's simply not true, because without you, where would the family be? Without you, where would the corporation be? When people come to the corporation and see the floor is dirty, guess what? They're not coming back. They don't feel like they're in a safe place. They don't feel like they're in a place that uh, has good hygiene. And so you are important, even though you are leading from the place of the middle, the place of the middle. I think about my own life. The place of the middle can seem like where do I go from here? You know, I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I want to be. I'm in the middle. I'm in a crossroads. I'm in a place of a detour. I'm in an intersection. And so I'm leading from a non-positional place. But I'm still a leader. John, John, talk about this. I'm so excited. We have so much more to say. Uh, But just jump in right here and, and just give us your thoughts on this whole piece of I'm not the head leader. I'm not at the end of the line, but I'm in the middle. You're on mute, Bill. You're on mute.
1: Sorry. There you go. Uh one day I'll get that down. Um, uh, maybe by episode 50. Um, so anyways, John Maxwell has a has a book. I think it's called The Five Levels of Leadership. And he but um he talks about positional leadership and non-positional leadership. Yep. Positional leadership is what you see at work all the time. Somebody is labeled the manager and they are now the leader um, by title. And then you have non-positional leadership, which is what I love the most. This is where true leadership actually begins, right? John Maxwell also identifies a leader as simply somebody with a following. So you're not leading. You're not a leader unless you're leading somebody, right? It's kind of it's kind of what he's saying. It's like if you're really breaking it down to the the, the bare... Roots. What is a leader? Anybody with a following. So, non positional leadership is where you can begin your leadership. It's not about, it's not even about obtaining a title, right? Leadership should never be about you going after a title. It's not about controlling other people or being, quote, in charge um, of a group or a project or anything like that. Uh, it's more about you being the right example for the right people and for the right purpose. Uh, It's it's leading yourself so you can demonstrate those proper habits and decisions to other people. Um, it It really doesn't have anything to do with someone. The leader is not necessarily does not have to be someone who is like the best or the most talented on a team, right? We see this all the time in sports. Often the most sometimes yes, the most talented player is also one of the best leaders. but often at the same time, we expect the most talented person to be an amazing leader and they're simply not. we see it on TV all the time. look at this person. he's such a an amazing athlete, best athlete on the team terrible leader. And that's fine. Maybe they just want to be the best athlete. I don't care, but you can be. Um, start your your leadership at any place, and we call it, we say leading from the middle. But you can lead from the bottom. You can lead from the middle. You certainly should lead from the top. Typically, you will never lead from the top if you haven't started to lead from the bottom or from the middle. If you somehow made your way and you haven't been leading, you won't stay there very long, because eventually that will catch up to you. Um, so, um, just uh, you know, I just love the topic of leading from the middle, because this is really where it starts the grassroots of you leading yourself um, and just being the right example for other people.
0: That's good. I love how you talked about. Um, in order to be a leader, you don't have to be the most gifted or the most talented. And oftentimes that's not synonymous, like you say, as an athlete. Now, sometimes do that see that. But most of the times that's not the case. The leader on most teams or most sports teams or whatever team that you may think of in the team context may not be the most gifted or talented person, which for me is encouraging because that means it's a, it's a level playing field.
1: Yeah. It's also right. not about personality type.
0: Exa- right, right. How no exa- many
1: people think that, oh, extroverts Yo. have to be leaders because Yo. you're the loud ones who like to take control of the situation. <laughs> not the case. That's so good. You and I both probably were never like super, super extroverted or we can be extroverted in certain situations, right? right? That was me certain areas. I'll be a little more extroverted, maybe mostly around family and good friends. Sure. But you put me in an uncomfortable room, quick introvert until I get comfortable, even at the ripe age of thirty seven. And so it's not about you feeling uh, being the loud one who takes control. Right, introverts I read often lead through empowerment of others in helping them make, empower them to make their own decisions, which is a super powerful way to lead a team. But anyways, keep going.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. There's no singular or one track path of leadership. Leadership has many forms and many roles. And as John said, we're talking about leading from the middle, but as he said, you can lead from the bottom because those of you that are uh, really leaders, you are servants. And so Mm -hmm. servants uh, you ask any server, any waitress that works in a restaurant, it's not a a pretty or a pristine position. Leadership involves going and getting down in the dirt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't start in the air, it starts in the dirt. You, You take on that form of leadership and that form of serving other people. You often go home with mess on you, that's not your mess. When you look at waiters and waitresses, they don't. their uniforms aren't uh, pretty squeaky clean as when they walked into work. They leave work with with uh, dirt and food and stains on them that are not their own stains, but it's from the people that they are serving and they are leading from that position of leadership. And that is what non-positional leadership is. It's taking those small steps from anyone in order to reach one shared mission or goal. It's not about uh, taking giant leaps or quantum leaps or or doing the most monumental things. If I can just do one monumental thing, I can shift and change the world. No, the world will change by everybody taking small steps that lead to big steps. Each one take one, each one can make a difference. And so you may not have a tribe of people like we talked about, like we're talking about, you're leading from the middle, which you may feel like you're all by yourself. That doesn't matter. It's all about what your mission and what your goal is. And so uh, this can be used as a fuel to make a positive impact on anyone. When you have this approach of non-positional leadership, it includes everyone and it makes everyone accountable in the success or the failures of an organization. And I love that because so often uh, we believe that everything starts and falls on the head leader, which I agree to, to a certain extent, but the reality is, is that we're all a part of the organization. We all work for this corporation. And if you work for yourself, you're all a part of the success and failure. And so it's not just on the CEO, if the company fails or the company succeeds, just as if the company succeeds, that he gives credit, he or she gives credit to the team. If it fails, we also have to say, hey, we all had a part in this failure. We all had a part in these mistakes because it wasn't always about the top. Before you get to the top, you've got to go to the bottom and you've got to go through the middle. And so if we can take those small steps that that we can take to bind together and join together. And even if you don't have someone, you yourself can make a difference. Mm -hmm. So many times I think we think that we need a whole group of people. We need a whole following in order to make change. The reality is if we look at anybody or any leader that has made significant change in this world, it all started with them. Now later on, people will join you when they see what you're doing is making an impact. But oftentimes as a leader, it's a lonely road. It's a lonely path and you've got to lead through loneliness. You've got to lead through those nights that you feel like you cannot press through. You've got to lead through not being so, quote unquote, popular because leadership is a choice. And I love that because um, the writer Stephen Covey, who was the writer and the author of um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he said leadership is a choice, not a position. And so if you never get a title, if you never... Um, get a a, a name on your door at work or uh, on your desk, or if someone doesn't call you or you get a name tag or they give you award or a trophy or employee of the year, you still have to make that choice that you're going to be a leader. And so we have to come out of this space of thinking that I need a position to make impact. No, you need to make the right choice. And the choice starts with you starting today that I'm going to get up from wherever I am. If I'm in the middle or if I'm at the top or if I'm at the bottom, I'm going to lead by the actions that I take. John Maxwell. Uh, John mentioned that. John Maxwell said that leadership is not about titles, positions or flow charts. It's about one life influencing another.
1: Mm.
0: So you have to ask yourself, who am I influencing? Who am I influencing? Who am I really leading? Because all of us are influencing someone or some, a group of people. Somebody's watching you, whether it's your children, whether it's your neighbors, whether it's the people that you work with in the office, in your cubicle, you know, at your church, going down the street, somebody is influenced by you. The question is, what are you doing about your influence? Are you more concerned about them calling your name to the stage? or you're more concerned about your position and making sure that you are changing lives. What's more important to you? That's what we really have to ask ourselves. What's important to us as a leader? Is it about the title or is it about legacy and influence? John, do you have anything else, bro?
1: That's so good. This, I would sum what you just said up is, um, yep. it's about taking personal responsibility. Sure. Um, Personal responsibility for where you're where you're at. Personal responsibility for where your team is at. It's responsibility for when your team fails, regardless of your position on the team, whether you're the manager of that team or you're in the middle, you don't hide behind the rock because uh, you're not the manager. Right. They say, oh, the leader should always. I was always taught that the leader um, accepts fault when when there's a, when you fail, when you succeed, he shines that success the, uh, the he shines the um, what's the word I want to use? <sighs> Basically, the the, you know, the limelight of the success back onto his team, he's like a mirror, he reflects it back, he doesn't hold it to himself. Well, there's also people within that team who can take that same responsibility. If you're in the middle, that means you have someone to shine that onto as well. Somebody helped you. You don't have to just let your manager do all the sort of quote unquote leadership. When he says, hey, I could have done this without Lafayette. Lafayette then says, well, I can have done this without Brian. And so, Brian, thanks so much for all your help. And he says, wow, wow, thanks. And right there is how somebody from a middle position could have empowered somebody else, even if they weren't in a middle position, or maybe it's somebody who was just um, just in the same position as they are. But what that does is they've just made that other person feel more valuable. And now the other person looks up to someone like Lafayette or whoever it is um, as a leader, even if they haven't been in a position of leadership, because I can tell you, if you don't start building people before you're a leader, when you do get that leadership title, they will not look up to you. And sometimes it'll take longer for them to respect you. I had the same thing happen when I was in um, corporate America. I remember wanting to get a supervisor position. Everybody starts off on the same level. You know, there's a bunch of you on there and there's only a few of those pos- supervisor spots open. And I remember telling my manager I'm like, hey, I'd love to be the supervisor. You know, whatever made me feel special for some reason. And I was just trying to advance my career. And he said, cool, well, you need to. um, I think you can do it. You'd be great. Just you need to start showing leadership and taking being more proactive in certain areas. Perfect. And so I decided to start doing that at first. It was super awkward. Um, You're trying to, uh, you know, lead projects and things like that. But when you've never done it before, then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to lead these projects or I'm going to let's go team. Everybody kind of looks at you like, who, who are you? Right. And then after a while it becomes normal. Like, Oh, John's probably going to lead that. He always leads the project. Um, Things like that. Some people will be haters, but like, why does John always lead the project? And it was like, well, i just always volunteered. But then there's other people who will grow respect for you for doing that. Now, if I could have made one change, it was before I decided to lead projects, I would have worked on building other people up while I was not in the race for a promotion or a new title right because then it would have been instead of me getting promoted and some people saying you deserve it some people saying i don't know more people would have said i mean he's been he was the obvious choice from the beginning right that's something i would have done differently that i didn't do in that um sort of moment of time so um anyways that is what it is
0: yeah, I think that's good because what you did was give us some practical ways mm-hmm. of application of how to lead from the middle. And I really want to dig a little deeper on the practicum of that mm-hmm. of application of how or what does that look like? So I'm a leader that's in the middle. You know, just as John said, you may be in that same position. You just started out in a company and you have your intentions in the right place. You want Your desire is to climb the corporate ladder. Or to to gain a higher position and to grow in your company, to grow in your ministry, whatever context that looks like for you, how do you do that? And I think one of the first ways that we can um, apply the non-positional leadership and the leading from the middle is to start building those relationships as well as our credibility, because I think they are synonymous. You don't have to worry so much about your cred, as just John said. If people know you by relationship and so you're not trying to always just suck up to the head leader, um, the supervisor or uh, the head HR department, the CEO or the vice president. But you're building relationships with those that are on the same level as you build relationships. This is came to me, build relationships with people that can't help you climb. Because oftentimes your credibility will grow further and people will respect mm-hmm. you more if you're building relationships with people that really can't do anything for you.
1: That'll actually help you climb better.
0: That'll help you climb By better. Default. Exactly. Because people will respect that because you're not trying to get something out of them transactionally.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, everything, every relationship that you go to has to be a transaction. With well, the only reason while I'm connecting with you is because you can put a good word uh, in for me so I can get to this position. no. I'm asking you and I'm building relationship with you because I just genuinely care for people. And so you go into work and you're building this relationship with people outside of just work uh, dialogue. Hey, man, how's your kids? I know you your kids in soccer. How was the game on Saturday? You know, just building relationships because you genuinely care for people. Mm -hmm. When You care for people. The rest of it will fall into place when you care for people, people will care for you. I think we really, really have to understand that principle. When you care for people, people will care for you. Because a lot of times what the CEO, what the vice president are, those that are in an upper management position that will um, get you to that next level or allow you to uh, that opportunity to walk into that next level. They'll ask around others on the team. How is Lafayette interacting with the team? How is John acting with the team? How are they when when the when the president's not in the room? Do they only put on their professional uh, mannerisms when we come around for the, the 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 business meetings? Do they only put on their professional mannerisms when we have a Zoom call or when they think that there is something uh, for them to gain out of it? Or, or is this how this person is all the time? Because that's who they really are. And so building those relationships will uh, build your credibility as well and also taking initiative to help others in the group, taking initiative to help others in the group. I think this is so important because it causes us to change our perspective from a selfish perspective and a selfish motivation and everything that we do as leaders, our authenticity is about others. Our motives, our, our, our integrity, it drives us to be selfless. And so sometimes that may even look like you have helped a person on your team so much. And I've seen it happen that they may be promoted before you do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, and you may be looking like what in the world just happened here. But you should get self gratification out of that because, you know, that you help them along the way mm-hmm. and your turn is coming. Your turn is coming. Mm-hmm. You will reap what you sow. It's just a principle. It works. If you put a seed in the ground, whatever you put a seed at, it's going to grow. And so if you plant that seed, wherever you plant it, it's going to come back in its due season. Another way that we can uh, be practical and put this non-leadership leading from position, uh, leading from the middle rather, into practice is that we can practice grateful leadership and servant leadership. What does that look like? As we just said, being appreciative of your team members, collaborating closely with them and doing your best to serve each member in different ways. That's so important because what works with connecting with one team member may not work with connecting with another. And that's something that I'm learning even more, especially now that I'm in a different office. I just moved to a whole nother location. I'm learning that the people that, that are th- at this location, you cannot uh, communicate the same way with them as you did at the other office. They may not understand what you're talking about. I'm an IT professional. And so, you know, this person over here may think the world is coming to an end uh, because their printer is making a certain noise or, you know, they can't get to a certain website. You know, the way that I communicate with them, someone that's not as technology savvy uh, as I do with someone that may be a little bit more technology savvy. It all makes the difference. I was helping a lady this week over Skype, you know, we're in a remote age. So, you know, she's at a whole different location. And she said, thank you for just taking the time to understand what my problem was. Sometimes people, they may come to you for the solution, but sometimes they just want to be understood that, hey, it's okay that you have this problem. It's okay. You know, somebody else may be, really, are you really like that stupid? Are you really that dumb? You can't figure it out? No, That's a part of being that servant leadership. That's a part of having that grateful leadership that, you know what, I'm going to take the time out to work this uh, through with you. What is the issue? What can I help you with? How can I serve you? And even in your marriage, that's one of the things that I've learned. I've heard a marriage counselor say the other day that when their spouse is having a a rough day, they go to their spouse and they say, how can I serve you? That's leadership. You know, serving in the home, serving at your job, serving in your ministry, serving at your kids um, soccer game, your kids baseball game, whatever that is, trying to serve each member in different ways. Some people, the best way for you to serve them is to let them do what they do and then uh, allow them to ask them for help, ask them, uh, allow them to give that space to uh, allow them to ask you for help. Don't always be overbearing. You know, and so some people you have to lead them in different ways. And then last but not least, leading from a place of integrity in ethics. As we said, your credibility, who you really are, let your moral compass guide you, let your values guide you, even if you're leading, even though you're leading from the middle, even though you are a leader that's in a non-positional state, still lead from a place of integrity. Because I'm so it's amazing to me that people all of a sudden think that if I could just make it to the top, that, you know, I'll lead with honesty. But the way that you're getting to the top is stepping over people, lying over, lying on people, being scandalous, you know, being nasty. And it's like, do you really think that, first of all, people want someone that's like that to lead them from a top position, firstly? But secondly, do you really think that you're going to start having morality? because you get to a certain place of success. No, how you you are at the bottom is how you're going to be at the top. (laughs) You know, it's like when people get, um, they win the lottery and they're like, uh, I want to buy all these things. Or people are surprised. Uh, Like, I didn't know that you were like that. Or they're like, well, it's because I have a lot of money now. No, that was already in you before you had money. You just have the resources to access it. And that's the same way with leadership. And so please, no matter where you are as a leader, have integrity. That's priceless. That's invaluable. You cannot be bought. You cannot be sold off. Lead from a place of integrity ethics. John, you look like you got, you look like you want to jump in and say something, bro. It
1: just made me think there's two ways to have a tallest building. You can either build your own self up or you can tear others down. Um, you know, it's just yeah. the... Uh, Everything starts with the foundation, and so you talked about money. Money, money, guys, understand money's not good or bad. It's a neutral piece of just currency. It's a magnifier, though, of who you really are. It's just like leadership. Just people will get most of you at one point will have an opportunity to be a titled or positional leader in some way. Whether you maintain that and grow, or you go backwards, is dependent on you and that's specifically you um if you're not the right person or not a great person or whatever you're gonna go down um it's just a magnifier of you now the now that now that you're in a title leader position you can't hide as easy and so all those those faults or those things that you haven't been working on will now um come to come to pass i guess you could say Yeah. um yes yeah. I was thinking about something you said and um well, unless you're unless you got anything else to add on that part and I want to add something like okay. So, I was thinking back as you're saying something to when I was in early corporate America, for anybody who's getting started and they feel like I am a non I want to be a non-positional leader who would love to have a positional leadership spot and that's okay. That just means that sometimes people have you know, the leader who wants a position or title is not necessarily is that I'm not saying that means you're selfish. Right. I had a former manager who said um, he looked for people who didn't who weren't hungry for the title. He just he looked for people who were um, accepting of the title because they wanted to help more people that's and be a better leader to the team, not somebody who wants power. Right. So if that's you. Um, I have three tips, so three pro tips for when I was seeking that and things that I was bad at, um, becoming to get into a position of leadership. And so number one was, uh, is be an empathetic leader or I'm sorry, be an empathetic listener. Listen with intent to learn and understand, right? As we always say on here, seek to understand before being understood, We say it all the time. Um, People don't care what you know until they know that you care. A hundred percent. People won't even remember the knowledge you've given them, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Just like Lafayette talked about when he helped somebody. She said, thanks so much for listening to me. She remembered she felt good about him serving her. And that's what she'll remember, not the problem that he fixed. So number one is be an empathetic listener, okay? Just listen for them. Number two is I use positive body language. It's simple. Smile, okay? What does your resting face look like? I have a mentor who always says, what is your resting face? And I think it's because I have a bad one. To be quite honest, I oh, people always say, John, what's wrong? I'm like nothing, why? And, and I've realized that I have resting mean face. And so... I'm not actually, I rarely am mad. I'm not typically feeling mad or angry or anything, but apparently I have resting grumpy face. And so many of you also probably have resting grumpy face. So look yourself in the mirror and see what that looks like. You're taking selfies, anyways. Take a selfie, look at yourself before you smile. But for real, though, use positive body language, smile, be open. Um, all those things, you know, there's, there's studies about crossing your arms or having your hands folded, those types of things. Just be cognizant of what does your body language speak to the rest of the team? Because that will often dictate how they feel that you are as a person. Number three is, um, show positive emotions and basically be emotionally stable, right? Um, you being emotionally stable helps people feel that they can approach you um, with, especially when there's issues, because the more stable you are, the more comfortable they will be with giving you information because they feel like you will be safe with your reaction. Nobody wants to come to you with something if they don't know how you're going to react. Ooh. That's a big thing in leadership, Okay. Because if you they feel like, well, I got I got to go tell John this, but I don't know how he's going to be. I'm really nervous. Or they could say, you know, obviously he's not going to be happy, but he's not going to scream at me. Therefore, they'll give me the bad news early. Right. Bad news is always served best on a warm plate. So (laughs) happy is good on your emotions. Happy is good. Right. Yes. Be a happy person. Determined is definitely better. Okay. But just consistent and stable is always best. You don't have to be Pollyanna and every day is a good day, but you do have to be forward focused and consistent with your emotions. You're not screaming, but you're saying at the same time, you're not Eeyore. Oh bother. Right. You're just right in the middle. You're always good. Like you're excited about the future. And when something happens or there's an issue, you're consistent. It's like, You you soak it in, you say, hmm, that sucks. And you say, all right, hey, you look back at the person and you say, hey, I understand you messed up or we messed up or thanks for telling me so quick. Don't worry, let's just go fix this, right? That's called having um, being emotionally stable and that will allow people to feel comfortable coming to you.
0: Everything you said was fire, but that part about um, people don't feel safe with your reaction that's a whole nother episode bro and i'm so serious about that we need to we need to uh we need to tap into that stay that, tuned for episode 27. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that 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 was powerful that was powerful that emotional competence oh my gosh and we emphasize the iq so much the intelligence quotient yep. um but nobody talks about eq um, emotional intelligence, emotional quotient, you know, uh, your emotions as a leader will oftentimes dictate your path to success, how well you can manage your emotions. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 Listen, I, I, I just want to wrap up with these four simple things that blessed me by Peter Drucker, Peter Drucker. He says are four simple things to know as a leader. Uh, four simple things to know as a leader. Number one, and John already said this, a leader is someone who has followers. So if you have one person that you are influencing, one person that looks up to you, one person that's following you, you are a leader, number one. Number two, you have to understand popularity is not leadership, but results are. Popularity is not leadership. Results are. There are people that are not popular, but the results produce, they produce their works, follow them. They have evidence of their leadership. They're not the loudest. They're not the greatest. They're not the most talented. They're not the one that has that dresses the best, but they have results. And I'd rather have results than popularity because results will take me further than being popular. Popular would be great right now in the moment, but it's not sustainable. And so popularity is not leadership, but results are. Number three, leaders are highly visible. They set examples. One of the things that really itches my skin for people that are leaders is that when we can't find you when something's wrong. You're only visible when things are going great and well. We see you all the time when the company is doing well and the numbers are high, we're having a great quarter, we're having a great productions, Um, things are going great um, in the context of we're winning the games as a coach. But when we start losing, all of a sudden, you don't wanna show up to the press conference. You don't wanna show up and talk to the reporters. You don't wanna show up and talk to the team. You don't wanna show up and be accountable. But leaders are highly visible in when times are great, when there's turmoil, when there's turbulence, when the sun is shining and things are going well, leaders are not seasonal. They're there for every season of life, all the winds, all of, all of the things that are going wrong. Um, when a pandemic shows up, leaders are visible. They're highly visible. And not only are they visible, but they set examples. And so some of our organizations are are going through turbulence because you are a turbulent leader. And so if the people that you are are, are under, you are not doing what they're supposed to do, maybe you should look at the example that you are setting, even if you are a person that's leading from the middle or have a non-positional leadership role. Look at the example that you are setting. And last but not least, leadership is not rank. That's what we've been talking about the whole entire episode. Leadership is not rank. It's not privilege. It's not titles and it's not money. It's responsibility. Simple as that. Leadership is responsibility. And so if you are willing to take on that burden, if you're willing to take on that role, then welcome to leadership. Not just leading from the middle, not just leading from the top, not just leading from the bottom. But leadership, period, is responsibility. And as a leader, if you're going to do leadership well, you have to learn how to uh, balance all areas of life. Business, family, faith, community, all areas of life, you have to learn how to balance. And sometimes it can become a juggling act. That is our read of the month this month um, The Juggling Act by Pat Gelsinger. I am currently in the middle of reading this book, and the author talks about um, the juggling act. He uses uh, plates as um, his. His juggle, he's not using uh, balls or anything of that nature, tennis balls or, you know, other things, but he's using as the illustration plates. And he talks about different size plates. Some of some of us are juggling saucer size plates. Some of us are juggling platter size plates. Some of us are juggling dinner size plates Um, and whatever your plate that you're juggling, your 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 job plate may be a small saucer. But your family is a dinner platter. You've got to learn how to juggle all of these things, and that's where the leadership uh, role comes in. I encourage you to really read this book. It is really helping me. I'm encouraged and I'm inspired by it. The Juggling Act by Pat Gel Singer. Pat Gel Singer. Pat Gel Singer. All right. Um, and we thank you for those that are listening thank you for those that have tuned in those of you that may feel like you're not in a position uh or a title or a role this episode is for you tell somebody about this continue to support us on our youtube channel there are unscripted authentic leadership Follow us on our social media platforms there that we mentioned at the top of the screen from our Instagram to our LinkedIn to our Facebook. We're all under the same name, Unscripted Authentic Leadership. You can stream our platform there on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, so forth. As John said, connect with us on our website. Connect with us on our website unscripted-leadership.com. And we are so grateful for you. We thank you for those that tuned in. As we always say here at the Unscripted Authentic Leadership podcast platform, we are here to build bridges and not walls. Bridges connect and walls divide. Until next time, be the leader that God has called you to be. God bless you.